0: i uh-huh. uh-huh. Hello everyone and welcome to the protagonist podcast where each week we look at a great character and a great story. I'm Joe Dorowski and this week we're discussing Luffy and Zed from One Piece
1: Film Zed. And joining me for the discussion is returning guest Norman Mitchell. Welcome back Norman. I'm very happy to be here to talk about uh, one of my favorite things. So,
0: And uh, also joining the discussion will be producer Andrew. Andrew, welcome into this one. Hello. Uh, we are talking about... One Piece Film Z, which is the 12th One Piece anime film. And we'll get, I'm sure we'll circle back to what that actually means in a moment. Uh, but it was released in 2012 and directed by Tatsuya Nagamini and written by Osamu Suzuki. And it is based on the One Piece manga series by Ichiro Oda. Now, I went to double check something because I'm like, I know we've talked about One Piece. It was something that Andrew, I, I remember you suggesting many times in the early days of this podcast. Oh, we got to do One Piece. We talked about One Piece over 300 episodes ago in episode number 96 from October 2016. So it's been a while since we and, covered uh, One Piece.
1: Fun fact, that is the first episode of this podcast that I listened to back when we got in oh. contact about me coming on to talk about uh, Green Lantern. Green, right? Green Lantern. Uh, Cass had just yeah. been on to talk about uh, Lord, Lord of, the, of Rings. the Rings. And I went back mm-hmm. and looked through your list of episodes and was just like, oh there's a one piece episode. Well, I'm listening to that one for sure.
0: <laughs> just get a feel for who these rascalians are. Yeah. Uh, um, and I have to say that episode of one piece six years ago, in which I think we talked about one and a half manga volumes did not prepare me or orient me very well for this anime movie that I just watched. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure it didn't. <laughs>
0: I I started this movie, I'm like, ah, I kind of remember he's like a Mr. Fantastic rubbery guy. And then
2: I was like, I don't know that I know any of these other people here. And then Andrew's like, oh, you do. <laughs> They're just all different.
0: They've been transformed.
2: Well, and, and never mind the Mr. Fantastic rubbery guy developing a number of, for you, <laughs> unexplained powers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like staring
1: people into unconsciousness. <laughs> yes. And making his fist really big by inflating it with air when he bites his thumb. And pumping his blood so he can run fast.
0: <laughs> All right. So I just want to say there's like a uh, it was almost like Dolly esque surrealism to this world and these characters uh, within this. Can you give a quick orientation for any listeners who have no idea what we're about to get into? Like, what is the world of one piece? Uh, <laughs> it seems like there, there's there's pirates versus Marines. That's one conflict that we have. Right. It's a major, major factor. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the the pirates all have weird powers kind of think like
2: almost X-Men like they they're just all uniquely strangely powered, right? Well, so some of them have like superpowers mm-hmm. because they the cursed fruit. And that's the, why the devil's fruit, he's, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. and that's why he's like rubbery. And some people are they just trained really hard. And so they basically have magic swords and fire feet and <laughs> weather powers. Well, okay. And Joseph, <laughs> we should quiz you, and and you figure out who's who, who's a devil fruit user, and who is <laughs> just a person. And all right, well you're saying just a
0: person, but I also want to address: there was a skeleton walking around on
2: this crew. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh huh. I play the violin. Yes.
0: And I many other instruments. Great voice work. I really like the voice work of this film. Did uh, you do the
1: English? He- did you listen to the English?
0: I did, and I also turned on the subtitles, which turned out to be confusing at times.
1: <laughs> because yeah, there's a few places where the subtitles are totally different. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. Very different uh, meanings being given to me uh, as a viewer when I was simultaneously listening and reading. <laughs> um, which is, I think, part of the charm of anime, right? This is a constant problem right. for anime adaptations to to, to English yeah, audiences.
1: Because oftentimes, like the subtrack is just a direct translation of the Japanese script. So Mm -hmm. it's closer to like the original script and then the English is an adaptation. It's trying to make it flow better for English speech patterns, match the mouths and do a lot of other things to kind of try to get a more an English speaking audience more into what's going on.
2: Right. Norman, from your experience, because I've usually done the the dubbed versions of things in the subtitles do they typically do as much work for um, like cultural adjustments or does
1: that happen more in the dub as well? That's, that's typically more in the dub in, in ye olden days uh, when things weren't subtitled very quickly, uh, very quickly. And we watched uh, fan subs for things. Uh, there were usually, it was usually like just direct translations and then there would be translator notes also alongside the subtrack. Uh, on the screen, and I actually Same, like, always this really
0: refers to this cultural aspect or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and,
2: and and one piece is like pretty heavy on that sort of stuff. Like there's characters in this movie that are like caricatures of famous Japanese actors or performers or yeah. historical figures. Mm, OK, I
0: missed all of that. Yeah. Was the reindeer man. Hey, caricatures. <laughs> there, there, there was like a caricature because there's like a very cute I thought it was a cow at first turns out it's a reindeer like humanoid reindeer doctor that's part of the the pirate crew yeah. again I am loving the surrealist uh just just anything goes attitude that is present in this it didn't make me feel terribly grounded though
1: <laughs> no I grounded is not what I would ever call one piece uh, ever uh, <laughs> but you know you did just jump in so the interesting thing about this is this is the first movie that takes place after the two-year time skip in the story so that's that definitely contributes because everyone looks totally different uh except for Mm -hmm. luffy luffy pretty much looks the same except he's got a big old scar on his chest now
0: uh yeah i mean in some ways just jumping into this and having all these characters with these powers it really did remind me of like being a novice early comic book reader before like superheroes, like the Marvel universe saturated the world and everyone kind of knows like there's, there's a cultural osmosis to know enough about the Marvel or, or universe to be oriented if you pick up a comic book. But I remember in the nineties as a kid, like picking up the issue of X-Men that I picked up and having no idea who a single one of these X-Men characters was and just, Oh like, yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, like mid story. There's no explanation at the beginning of the comics back in those days. Now they, they often give you that, uh, that starter sheet, but this, it, it it's so uh, reminded me of, like, just you're in a fully formed world with all these characters that have all these interactions that is implicit in a lot of the way that they talk to each other, but you're not really taking the time to uh, introduce this world to to a new viewer. And we, which makes it... I mean, this is the 12th film of a, a, a long-running franchise. We'll get into just how long-running, astoundingly long-running listeners. Whatever the number you have in your head for how many episodes have been produced of this, <laughs> you're wrong. Uh, and probably under... <laughs> um so so if they if they were really going to try and do that, it like there's there's no way you can recap as much story as already taken place. So you really do just no. say, this is a fully realized world, fully realized characters. I hope you enjoy this adventure for for a new
2: viewer like me. Yeah, it's, yeah, for the it's, next hundred and seven minutes. like there's not yeah, <laughs> there's not a real comparison in American culture to this. It'd be like if there was randomly an e r movie that was going into theaters and everyone was going to go see it. And, and it like was just taking place as though you'd been watching the show, Mm -hmm. but this is not going to impact the flow of the show it's just another story that they're come, trying to come,
0: make more money come from watch the Why ER pay, film. yeah c- come pay pay to see this film
1: <laughs> right the closest thing was the Simpsons movie right because the Simpsons isn't oh a, yeah yeah isn't a continuous story so they just like made a Simpsons movie and we're like here you go the difference being being on one they, piece is a continuous story
2: yeah but but if they've done that 12 times <laughs>
1: yeah the 15 right, guess, actually at this uh, point
2: it, it so, so the world
0: that was it's kind of like uh you know pirate age slash tech slash super powers is is the world that we're in and we're mostly following uh luffy and the straw hat pirates who are trying to find a massive treasure called one piece right
1: yeah Mm -hmm. that that's the the most basic version of the premise
0: okay and but that quest really isn't going to come up terribly much in this film uh (laughs) this film is mostly going to be about luffy versus zed uh who is a, a character that i my understanding and glancing at some things, that's a character that was created for this one film and that's it, right?
1: Yes. He was created for this one film. There's been some references at times that Oda has said that maybe he'd want to canonize Zed, but he doesn't know how he would do it or when. And now he's talking about being done with the manga soon. So this wasn't from like, this isn't an adaptation of a manga story. This was the,
0: Uh, studio that makes the anime just saying we're making a movie and putting it in theaters right right okay okay well let's let's talk a little bit about manga uh, real quick and then we can we can talk about what that is in in for manga japanese uh adaptations so the one piece manga has been published continuously since 1997 at the time of this writing there are 103 collected volumes of the manga so if you go to you know the barnes and noble and you get like the the digest sized Manga. There's 103 of those, right?
1: Yep, Telling and each story. one has 10 chapters of the manga in it,
0: give, give yeah. or take. Because Japan, take. this is originally published in a magazine where it's like it's like an anthology magazine where there's different chapters of different manga stories,
1: right? And that's uh, and published weekly.
0: just just the one piece chapters and putting them all together into the manga book here.
1: Yeah, and the um, volume is called a tankobon.
0: Okay, so that started in 1997. An anime series began airing in nineteen ninety nine, so pretty quick. And it has produced to date one thousand and thirty episodes. <laughs> that is so much television.
2: <laughs> how many how many chapters? Um so you you talked about the volumes, Joseph, but yeah, Norman, do you know how many chapters would be total? Uh, yeah. For the uh, weekly, as weekly of publication. This re-
1: as of this recording, uh chapter one thousand and fifty eight just came out this past Sunday.
0: That is so many chapters, too.
1: (laughs) It is. It really is. What is what is particularly astounding is of those one thousand and thirty anime episodes, uh, there's like less than a hundred filler episodes, like truly filler episodes. Where it's like diverging from the actual
0: manga series just to tell a story to fill some time while they're waiting for for new manga storylines. Right. And, and, And
2: sometimes they just let episodes breathe a lot or they'll kind of extend a little bit. I mean, we've all yeah. seen if like if you watch any manga, you've come across like a manga
0: fight episode where it's like, okay, this is a lot of time on like because it's slowing down, I'm thinking this is like 5 minutes of real time that I just spent 20 minutes watching. Yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah, I I think filler can take many forms when it comes to anime. Yeah. Um so besides those 1030 episodes, there have been 13 TV movies. But then also 15 films released in theaters uh, in all anime for for those TV movies and those films. And this is the 12th film in that in that film series. Yeah. And I just want to throw out there before we dig into that, that Wikipedia also listed 43 One Piece video games for consoles So individual like full console games, but also 13 mobile games for phones, 29 novels that have been written, one theme park in Japan dedicated to One Piece, three One Piece themed restaurants that exist, seven stage shows that have been performed, and over 50 (laughs) soundtrack compilations listed on Wikipedia.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I have another piece of trivia for One Piece to give you based on the number of chapters that there are and the number of anime episodes that there are. So there's 1,058 chapters of One Piece. Would you like to guess how many named characters are in the story? <laughs>
2: Ooh. By okay. name, Joseph.
0: In this film alone, between the Marines, the Neo Marines and
2: the pirates, I think there had to be 25 named characters on screen.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I, I'm, I'm trying to think because I the, don't know the answer to this. If, uh, so I'm going to have to guess two. All right, I'm gonna. I I have a number in my head. Andrew, do you have a number in your head? Um, I'm I'm. I'm narrowing down my number. Um, I mean, is this prices? Is, is it, it prices right Oof. rules? Yeah, yeah, we'll do prices right rules. We'll do prices right, and um, I'm going
0: to, to allow you as the one who knows more to guess first, Andrew. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know this one more. <laughs>
2: That's my gift to you. No,
0: <laughs> no way. If,
2: then I want you to write down your number. Okay. Before okay. I say my Yeah, mine.
0: yeah. Well that that that's that's a good call. All right.
2: Yep. <laughs> put it put it in the put it in the chat and I won't look at it. And then I'm going to say my number and then I'll look at your number. All right, now I'm gonna get very specific. <laughs> okay, my number's in. All right. I'm gonna say eleven hundred and forty eight. Okay,
1: I said nine hundred and sixty seven. <laughs> so Andrew, you are closer but ah. you are just you are a little bit shy of the correct answer. Oh. Oh,
0: I wanted to be over. Okay, so oh, wow.
1: <laughs> as of the the World Top 100 Global Popularity Poll that they just did, there are 1174 named characters in One Piece.
2: I was shockingly close
1: actually <laughs> Andrew, to that you number, were
0: very close.
1: <laughs> so you're I'm guessing that your gut re- your gut feeling was around the same number as there are chapters.
2: <laughs> I well I suspect it was going to be more than than there were chapters yeah, you know to, to some degree but I was like 1200 feels like way too bold a statement but <laughs> it's getting close and <laughs> that would have overdone it but but it's yeah it, it, it's gonna be there <laughs> and, and Joseph most of these characters have appeared in at least more than one uh, episode chapter, of the and, and more that, than one not chap- even oh. chapter more than one arc oh okay so they would have been Ooh. in like six chapters twice, yeah, okay, and probably almost, five years
1: apart. Almost no one in the story appears only one time, like for a single event. At the at I the mean, very least, they're in two
0: chapters. This is astounding work by Oda to have created mm-hmm. this world. Uh, yeah, I think as American audiences, we are not respecting some of the storytelling that's happening in other uh, other parts of the world because <laughs> there's so much american media that we consume but this is amazing world building and and just the long-form narrative yeah it's occurring
1: i want me i'm guessing when you watch this movie you also have a couple of big geography questions i do <laughs> uh what is new world <laughs> okay so the one piece world uh is the globe is kind of funny uh the best way to describe to describe the globe as you, you take you take a globe that is mostly water and you split it in half by one giant ring of land that's the only real continent on the world of of one piece and it and then circles
0: the entire globe
1: it circles the entire globe uh i believe it's east to west it's actually or northeast and northeast to southwest, I think, is actually the red get line. Very
0: limited biosphere there. The the amount of range of, of climate is not large.
1: You would sit. You would think so. Uh, and then <laughs> per, perpendicular I mean, north to that to south, ring, we
0: get a lot of, of variation.
1: <laughs> right. And then perpendicular to that ring of of land, the, the big continent, is a is a strip of ocean that is very island dense which is called the grand line and the first half of it is referred to as paradise because it's less populated by uh it's not as populated by like dangerous pirates and then the second half of the grand line is called the new world
0: okay so that's what we're talking about destroying new world in this one
1: Yes. And then the rest of the world outside of those two strips, the land and then this string of uh, dense islands are called the four blue seas. And it's north blue, east blue, south blue, west blue.
0: Love love this. this. This is glorious. More of this in our storytelling, everyone.
1: And every island and every island in the Grand Line has its own magnetic field and its own climate. That's why people had
2: special compasses.
0: Gotcha. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Uh, And I love them each having their own climate too. It's like a Star Wars biosphere just on island level. (laughs) All right. This this is amazing. All right. I'm going to throw out a few more uh, facts about this. Thank you. That does help orient me quite a bit. Uh, Oda holds a Guinness world record for most copies of the same comic book by a single creator. So. Well done oda uh, and one piece is the best selling manga series in history with to date over five hundred sixteen point five million copies sold in sixty one different countries that is so much <laughs> yeah it's it's uh, wild andrew i'm just looking back uh so I pulled up our I still have our Google doc from when we did this back on episode ninety five at that point mm-hmm. there were only seven hundred fifty seven episodes of the, of the anime <laughs> Uh, and 380 million copies in print. Uh, yeah, and so now it is 516 million copies.
1: All yeah, right. One Piece experienced a pretty big surge in popularity not that long ago. Like it always had been, like kind I mean, of the most it's popular been like manga. Number one, it's been mm-hmm. number one for a while, but it got it finally got a pretty big surge in the West in popularity. Uh, probably not long after you recorded that first episode, that episode on uh, Arlong Park uh we'll yeah, take it always, credit <laughs> right yes. yeah it takes take some credit Reading the word um, <laughs> what i think's really interesting about one piece is that it's not counting shonen jump magazine sales It sold more copies than batman now it, that recently happened if you oh, wow. in, if you consider shonen jump magazine sales to be equivalent to single issue comic sales then one piece is the best-selling comic of all time beyond superman
0: Ooh, and Superman had quite the lead. Uh, <laughs> you know, coming out in
1: 1938.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, though I will say the pace of release here does seem much faster than what we are getting for Superman comics. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Impressive. Uh, and all of this does make One Piece considered to be one of the most profitable media franchises of all time. Uh, I believe Pokemon is the record holder for most profitable, but yeah, I believe that is true. Is right up I believe there. it's Pokemon. Which both of those are fairly new in the pop culture game.
1: Yeah, they both um, they actually got started not that far apart from each other, just a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and I, as far as uh, like uh, awareness here in the United States, Pokemon is much higher than One Piece. Um, yeah, though Netflix has poured a lot of money uh, into a live action series which once you like realize that they're playing the global game that makes a lot more sense (laughs) how much money they've put into a live-action adaptation of of one piece uh the set pictures look good yeah when i remember seeing the set pictures i'm like i don't know if there's enough of an audience for this in the u.s and then i pulling all this I'm like i get it netflix now i'm on to you (laughs) right yeah this is not for u.s audiences that you you poured all this money in Mm -hmm.
1: it's from the same studio that did their bebop live action i just hope it's better and received better
0: Uh, Yeah, I like I was curious about that and then it was so poorly received. I haven't made time to go watch it. Is it worth watching or is it just kind of like that's a curiosity that is going to be on Netflix forever?
1: From what I've seen from it, because I haven't watched I haven't really watched it. I've seen some clips from it and some stuff which, you know, are pulled out of context uh, from people Mm -hmm. talking about it. And it looks like it's very, very different from the anime. Um. And in but in my opinion, from what I've seen, I think that they cast the right people for the roles. It just seems like it doesn't feel like bebop to a lot of people like it doesn't feel like a good adaptation. It feels Mm -hmm. like an interesting story with some of these characters that feel like they were properly cast, but not properly adapted.
2: Okay.
0: All right, well, listeners, I'm going to jump into a summary of film zed but before that we want to thank you for downloading this episode if you would like to support us financially we invite you to go to patreon.com slash protagonist and support our show with at least a dollar per month all supporters on patreon at any level receive access to our special quick casts which are shorter episodes in which we should talk about the media we have been consuming that we are not yet covering as full episodes of the podcast and all patrons who support us with five dollars per month or more get to choose a topic for us to discuss on to the film summary a man named Zed and his Neo-Marines are breaking past a group of Marines to go steal dinosaurs. This is kind of the MacGuffin for this particular film. Kizaru, who is one of the Marines, comes and attacks these Neo-Marines. He's winning until Zed comes to face him one-on-one. Kizaru calls Zed, Z- uh, is it Zephyr? Is that how they're saying it in the film? I can't remember. Zephyr. Yeah, that's what I want to say. And I'm like, is that what they actually said in the film? Zephyr. Okay, but Zed says that he has abandoned the name Zephyr. Then Zed attacks Kizaru with a Dynastone, which, when exposed to oxygen, creates a big blast, like, think nuclear-level blast. It destroys <laughs> the entire island that they're on. Uh, Kizaru is able to teleport away with his powers, and he survives, but there's no sign of Zed. Luffy and the Straw Hat Pirates, who are just an amazingly eclectic group, both visually and in terms of personality, are having this goofy party on their ship. Uh, Their ship is called Sunny. Uh, When volcanic ash begins to fall from the sky, Uh, Nami has a special compass that goes crazy and Luffy says they have to go see what's happening as they come across records from the battle they see Zed clinging to a piece of debris and they bring him on board when Luffy touches Zed's mechanical arm he becomes exhausted because the mechanical arm that Zed has is made from sea stone which is like kryptonite to Luffy Uh, when Zed wakes up he has a very pleasant conversation with Luffy until Luffy says that he's a pirate zed then attacks uh and also his new marines had been tracking him so they arrive and they are easily defeating these pirates um so it's again think like x-men like different powered people fighting each other the neo-marine powered people are winning against the pirate powered people uh one of the neo-marines has the power to de-age people by touch turns nami into a child this part gets creepy i'm not gonna lie
1: <laughs> yeah there's um, that there's that one one moment in particular that's just like all right, let right let's not do that okay
0: yes um like there's so much that i did enjoy about this uh it got a little leery about nami and uh oh, who's the other character and then when they d and them, Robin. there's just some yeah. things that adult men should not be saying that they say <laughs> it's like yep.
1: no stop it 100% agree <laughs> at least he gets uh, called out ain't... on it and he's like stop being weird
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> but, but being weird is not going far enough
1: <laughs> no nope, it's, like, it's mm,
0: not no <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she also gauges Chopper and Robin. Uh, Zed and Luffy are fighting, and Luffy declares his goal is to become the Pirate King. Zed has the goal of destroying all pirates, so you can see why they are opposed to one another. Um, at the tail end of this battle, the Straw Hat Pirate ship is able to do this burst to escape the Neo-Marines. Uh, and then we go to the Marine headquarters, where they're discussing that Zed must be planning to use the Stones to destroy endpoints, which is like a... Almost like creating a B- Bermuda Triangle. Uh, if they if they get these three points in the triangle destroyed, it will in turn destroy New World. Is that a fair enough
1: description of what his plan is? Yeah, that's pretty much the plan. Yeah, the big volcanoes that will cause like a super volcano to go off if they're all if they're all destroyed. Yeah
0: so the straw hat pirates go and recuperate uh while the ship is repaired then they travel to another island that has an endpoint. point zed is there planting dina stones luffy and his friends encounter kuzan who they know as a marine admiral but he says he's left the marines he's missing limbs that he can recreate out of ice because of his powers i mean this character doesn't end up doing a ton for the plot but he's kind of cool i <laughs> just wanted I- I to love not kuzan. Skip over yeah. him yes in in the summary here uh after a battle with the marines zed detonates the dynastones zed now only needs to destroy one more end point to carry out his plan of destroying new world uh Luffy confronts zed some of the pirates save civilians who are in danger from the explosion that zed has unleashed some of zed's neo-marines look at this and wonder if zed has lost it because he's now not just trying to kill the pirates he's Doesn't care who gets hurt in the process. Uh, Zed defeats Luffy in battle and takes his straw hat and then shoots Luffy with a sea stone bullet. Uh, I I really, like, I could not help but be thinking, like, kryptonite bullet (laughs) when this happens. Uh, we get a little flashback explaining Zed's history. He was an admiral with the Marines, but a pirate killed his wife and son, but he continued to perform his duties and taught many students. Uh, but when another pirate attacks his school and kills many of his students and he loses an arm in the battle, his rage and sadness grow. Uh, there were two surviving students. The Marines help him to get a new robotic arm. Uh, but then the pirate that attacked his school becomes one of the seven warlords of the sea. Now warlords of the sea. I didn't know All what right. I actually
1: meant. <laughs> okay, so this is, this is another world-building thing. Uh, okay. It, in the story, there are some pirates who have become like so notorious that the government and the Marines look at them as... Uh, it's, it's much better for us if we basically like hire you as almost. privateers. If we hire you as privateers okay. to hunt other pirates rather than if we just let you go free and do your own thing, so let's make a deal.
0: Okay, so that's why he's angry at the Marines, because this is kind of like a pact or truce between that pirate and the Marines. Okay. So at this point, Zed uh, is going to leave the Marines uh, to go and hunt down and kill all pirates, and he also doesn't care if he he hurts Marines in the process, because the Marines are now part of the enemy. So he forms the Neo-Marines to fight both the Marines and the pirates. Now, Luffy has vowed to get his hat back. He really, really cares about a straw hat. Uh and so J sure and friends go to the final endpoint to battle the Neo Marines. Uh when the N- Neo Marine who deaged the pirates is defeated, her power over them wanes, and they and those that have been made younger, including the skeleton, all de-age I, the skeleton.
1: I love that moment. Like, yeah, it gets it gets it's a little too leery with like Nami and Robin, but then it like it just leads to the joke of like starting the like sexy Leary thing with the skeleton as he reages and it made me laugh so hey, there's hard no change to the physically to him it's so good there's, it's so funny
0: but but like when he was de he's like N- uh, uh, no i i don't want to lose and then we re he's like oh it feels good to be 90 again like dead 90 right is was I yeah. reading that right well
1: uh he's <laughs> been, been dead, dead for 50 years
0: okay oh it was so absurd yes like you said uh some real male gaziness and objectification of the women as they are re-aging but then they keep the same music as this pirate as the skeleton like gets light splashing over him but nothing changes and yeah that was an amazing joke yeah it really was <laughs> Um, let's see, Luffy reaches Zed they have a philosophical discussion about desire courage and determination as they have a massive anime fight, uh, Luffy wins the fight and reclaims his hat Zed tells Luffy to finish him, he kind of says like, I'm, I'm getting so old, I want to get up, but my body won't let me, uh, but Zed say, or Luffy says, I just want my hat back <laughs> I don't want to fight anymore if you want to fight, I'll fight you again, but I don't want to fight you uh, then the marines show up and announce that they're going to kill all the pirates and the neo-marines, at this point Zed Is able to get himself up and he tells the pirates and his neo Marine friends to leave while he goes to take a last stand against the Marines and delay them. Many of the Marines had actually been his students that he trained. They don't want to fight him, but he says he has one last training session for them as he attacks. Uh and then the pirates and uh the neo-marines leave, and we know that Zed has fallen in the battle, though it's I think it's off screen, right?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we don't actually see him die
0: yeah but then later we see the pirates and the neo-marines visiting zed's grave there's a flashback of a young boy who has a piece of wood over his arm fighting off some bullies who are picking on a girl the kids cheer him on and he says he is a hero named zed the end.
1: yeah and then we get a couple of covers by avril lavigne to play over the credits
0: yeah <laughs> anime soundtracks are so good <laughs> i i never know what's coming <laughs> I don't know how, like sometimes it's just like cultural differences. Like this isn't striking the tone for me. I feel like the scene is trying to evoke, but maybe it is in a different culture because music can be so, you know, the touchstone of what the music beats are.
2: can be so different from one culture to the other, but other times it's like, wait, who is that singing? (laughs) Right. Well, I think, I think I've talked to you, Joseph in the past about like opening songs and closing songs for anime series. Mm -hmm. and, And like, I'm sure we found videos of like, Every anime opening ever. It's like, why are there so many birds and feathers and flowers? <laughs> and now it's doing that shot where it's like half the screen's a close-up and half the screen's you know a, a distant shot of a person walking down an alleyway. I, I still remember um, it's the same person. It's like, like front and back, and one's cl- up close, so you see their face, but you also see their body.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I, I remember the Rurouni Kenshin theme song was very popular with Todd and me. <laughs> <William>.
2: <laughs>
1: Because it's very good, <laughs> the,
0: the,
2: like it, it's so it's so bubblegum pop. Yes, <laughs> it, well, it has like the hard hard guitar riff, right? And then it it's transitions that hard rock so fast then... into into bubblegum pop.
0: I mean, I still remember there was uh like in the mid nineties, like John Woo action films kind of became a thing. And everyone was talking about his particular style, which had like slow-mo birds and everything. I'm like, Oh, he's just doing live action anime uh, action scenes. Not that that's bad, but like, I see a lot of the influences on, on uh, his particular action movie style of directing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
0: All right. Uh, my, the only nitpick that I would have about this is uh, like some of the the male gazing leeryness gets just a little gross where it's like, Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like what, what are we even doing yeah. at this point? Uh, but there were some things that I absolutely loved. This style of the opening credits is amazing. And I really coming to appreciate like the smoothness and the stylization of anime fight sequences is just something to behold. Like to just sit back and say they're animated. Like the way the, the animation just move, like, like the feeling of the camera moving through. I mean, obviously it's animation, but like, the, it's like, the, how are they, drawing this so smoothly even like knowing okay there's computers and everything involved
2: but it's like how are they doing this sometimes i just want to well, sit back and say that was amazing an amazing bit of filmmaking and something that i always like to point out with with animation um is the fact that the artist is controlling the camera and they're controlling the actor right they, they are in total control of both simultaneously and so they get to do things that you just can't do otherwise and when they're really good at it you know, they can control zooming in, they can track, you know, on the fist in a way, Mm -hmm. and then transition into, you know, tracking a a shot completely differently in a way that you just will never be able to do in live action because the camera can do everything, right? It can be a wide angle lens and a narrow focus. It can pan, it can zoom, it can track on a fist, but it can also, you know, zoom out to a top view, Mm -hmm. you know, just one after the next and all these things that, in film would take eight different cameras
1: right and all kinds of like cg effects and all this other stuff to do Mm -hmm. like because we we can track a character 360 degrees anywhere they go in animation and it's like Mm -hmm. it leads Mm -hmm. to some really fun like shots just in in the fight with zed and kizaru at the beginning and in the fight with luffy at the end like you just get some really good like wraparound stuff following luffy's fist seeing how things fly around We get that classic like anime, the ground tears apart into cubes and flies to bits stuff.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And and some of that's from adapting a comic book, right? Adapting a manga means that we are like in that art. It's a static image and the camera gets to be wherever it wants for each static image. And then in adapting it, they're saying, well, now we're going to move the camera. We're going to decide when we want to cut or when we want to follow.
0: Oh, yeah. If the right. camera swings between like, like if you were to hold up the the two panels of the manga, like the, the camera had to swing 180 degrees to get the two different views that we get. But in yeah, anime, and they, they actually could
2: do the camera swing. Sometimes yeah, they can they can animate that or they can cut and sometimes they do the cut. But a lot mm-hmm. of the time, I'd say, especially in in one piece, maybe more than other shows, um, they try to follow like they they take the action that was on the page and they say, OK, we're going to make this look continuous and the camera's just gonna have to move wherever mm-hmm. it's necessary from zoom yeah. in zoom out you yeah. know this angle or or you know go above or or below or
0: anything and uh, another thing that i want to say that i loved i i was listening to the english dub but i really like the voice performances uh that they had for this uh such distinct character voice like the initial ones but then they also gave good em- em- emoting throughout uh to let you yeah. know where the character's at at all times
1: i really like sp- particularly zoro's Uh, Mm -hmm. and Brooke's English voice in particular, um, the skeleton. And I also really, really liked Zed's English performance in this. Yeah. Zed
0: Zed definitely stood out for me.
2: I remember, um, having listened to some commentaries on the, the series that getting a job as one of the core crew was like the most coveted position for the voice actors (laughs) at at the studio they're like no this is 10 20 years of steady work and a voice actor can never count on that Right? it's like these episodes are already made they're not going to stop dubbing them
1: but of course i get this
2: then i have steady work
1: yeah but of course uh the the dub voice for zorro is uh is christopher sabat who Mm. has been doing voice work since the since the early 90s maybe
2: the the steadiest ever for yeah i mean he's also piccolo
1: he's also piccolo and vegeta in the dragon ball uh, the dragon ball z dubs and like all of the media built off dragon ball z that has those characters Mm -hmm.
0: i had never thought about that but yeah getting the american dub for a voice over artist for one of these that you're like how many episodes have they made (laughs) and i get to just sit in a booth (laughs) yeah like that is uh that's a lot of job security
2: Mm. Well, and sometimes like some of the stuff is pretty intense, like the the um, oh, there's a lot of yelling, the, the voices. Yeah, they <laughs> yes. do a lot of yelling like they will burn out their throats. The Luffy voice is obviously like strained to get mm. to a very particular tone that yeah. is not going to be a person's natural voice. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying it's like the easiest, but oh, it would just feel so good if you knew like you're you're signed as a lead in an anime adaptation that is currently at 700 episodes. It's like sweet. <laughs> Let's do it. Where do yeah. I sign? <laughs> um, another thing that I liked, uh, for this is just thematically. I thought Luffy and Zed were set up as antagonists very well, and there's some real interesting themes that kind of come to play, uh, from their different worldviews and what it means for them to like be pursuing their own goals with an obsessive fervor uh, and, and the way that they're able to play off of each other uh, for a self-contained story in this absurd world, <laughs> the, yeah. this sprawling world of one piece. I thought they were able to create a really good antagonist. That's just for this one and done film story.
1: Yeah. I, I really love Zed. Um He is in, in my opinion. Uh, he is the most like a, a big arc antagonist out of any of the movie antagonists. Hmm. He he feels the most like he could be dropped into the story um, and just like belongs alongside uh, for Andrew's benefit, like villains like Crocodile and Doflamingo. Mm-hmm. I am sorry. Could you repeat the name of that second antagonist there? Uh, his, his full name is Don Quixote Doflamingo.
2: <laughs> I forgot about his first the first portion of his name. And then I realized how much that was going to hit Joe. <laughs> yes um i mean uh, norman should we just list off some some great character names oh uh sure uh okay so the this is one of my favorite things in the world when a character has a great name like i'm done like
0: i mean if if you can sell me on on their name that's all i want
1: okay so for me so for me Um, i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you the names of the uh, seven warlords of the sea as we knew them when the Great series b- when the series began, because there is an animal theme to their names. OK, so there is uh, the world's strongest swordsman, Dracul Mihawk. There is uh, right. Sir Crocodile, who I've just who I already named to you and Don Quixote, Do Doflamingo. Um, there's also Gecko Moria. And uh, Bartholomew Kuma. Uh, Kuma is bear in Japanese. Um, oh, who are the and then so Bartholomew Bear? Uh, yes, Bo- Boa Hancock. Boa, Boa Hancock. <laughs> and oh, who is who's the seventh one? Uh, oh, um, his name is uh, Jimbei. And rather than having a a animal theme to his name, uh, Jimbei is a whale shark fishman. <laughs> Which you you know about fishmen because <laughs> that's like, what we don't... read before. He is the <laughs> yeah. former captain of Arlong Arlong was a pirate under him in the past, actually, I think so Jimbei has mm-hmm. a connection to Nami, so, which is actually explored in the story, and I really like
2: and and that's I'd say before we started dipping into um like the the character names that were more heavily influenced by like historical pirates and historical figures. Yeah. Um, like, we started getting more Eustace of that Kidd. with the, the, <laughs> the, the worst generation X Drake. Yep. Okay. X Drake, uh, uh, Captain
1: uh, Eustace kid, Trafalgar D Waterlaw. law, uh, which is quite a name. <laughs> All right.
0: We, we are not giving Oda enough credit uh, in the United States as being uh, a great storyteller world builder here. Right.
1: Uh, Jewelry Bonnie. That's another one. Uh, there's just a there's just a pirate named Killer. What's uh, the um the 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 Al Capone? Oh, uh, Capone uh, beige or Bege.
2: Um, uh, there was a, a, an arc with everyone was food themed, and so Luffy's what? big fight was against Cracker. Um, yep. But they also as a dangerous had... one in the U.S. Okay, that was one, that was got some cultural. <laughs> right. um, that was on Whole there was, Cake there Island. Was smoothie yeah. and yeah. <laughs> That's
0: like the Mario world, the Mario Odyssey. <laughs> it's
2: yeah. It's just the food world. Yeah. Yeah, Food Island.
1: Um, yeah. uh, Doflamingo's Do Flamingos' pirate crew are all named after playing card suits, his like primary commanders. So there's a guy named uh Diamante, some Diamond, and Treble uh-huh. Club, okay. um, and Pika, who is the spade. Mm. Okay, this this is brilliant.
0: I'm I'm loving this world more and more the more I learn about it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know where to go from that. I'm, I'm completely derailed with characters. I now like Norman, we may have to have you one time we did the two truths and a lie with uh, like anime plots. I feel like we need to like do two truth and a lie with anime characters in a brief bio biography.
1: <laughs> I, I, that, that would be fun. I, I think that'd be a good time. <laughs> That's pretty uh, good.
0: <laughs> but yeah, oh, yeah. Tr- truth or lie. It's not two. Yeah. It's just one or one. Like we're, we're making one up an anime name and uh, a brief character biography. And we've also found uh, absurd anime names and a brief
2: biography. <laughs> I think Norman, you could really do that um, against Joseph with One Piece and um, One Punch Man superheroes and supervillains. Mm. That could be fun. Uh, yeah, we've already established there's over a thousand
1: characters in One Piece alone. Yeah, so. there's so many. I could. Uh, there's uh, there's a whole names Joseph. There's a whole group that their whole gimmick, their naming gimmick, is that one of them is named uh, after. A number and then their partner is named after a holiday and their their man woman pairs so it's like hmm. mr one and uh, or, well his is a bad example because it's based on a, a holiday that doesn't make sense but the name sounds funny it's <laughs> mr mr one and and miss double finger um is his pair and then there's mr four and mrs merry christmas And they have a oh they have a bazooka that was given a dog devil fruit. So it is a living bazooka <laughs> that looks like a dog. Forgot about that. Yeah, you can feed devil fruits to inanimate objects, kind of. Yes.
2: Wait. <laughs> okay. We don't know so how it works like, yet. There's...
1: It's just happened in the series oh. a couple of times, and we've been told that it's a thing that can be done, but we haven't and, had and it. And we've seen it a few yet. times.
2: Like the <laughs> elephant sword. Yep, the Norman. The sword remind that is an me elephant, elephant? funkfried. Funkfried,
1: Funk F- the, Funk the elephant Freed? sword. Yeah. Yes, funk freed. <laughs> I feel like Joe is uh, broken. Yeah.
0: I I don't know how to pull us back to talking about this particular okay, movie. Let's let's, <laughs> so all let's pull back. do is <laughs> keep going down the anime rabbit hole here. Oh yeah.
1: Let's 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 pull back a little bit because this how this started um was <laughs> I think that this this story shares a lot of kind of striking similarities with the structure of Infinity War, which this movie predates by a pretty good margin, including our protagonist, our uh our antagonist that is also kind of a protagonist is uh large and purple. <laughs> mm,
0: yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean that some of that is gonna come from the classic uh comic book and I assume colorized manga trope as well, that your your heroes get primary colors and your villains get secondary colors. Right. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I I can see that. Uh you know, that connection. And I think it's also interesting um with like the big Marvel saga of, you know, coming to Infinity War and uh, Endgame. When you got to those, there wasn't necessarily um, like transformation for like characters worldviews for for all of these. It's like who they were at the beginning is right. still who they are at the end. It's just are they able to overcome? Are they able to overcome the obstacles uh, that are there? Right. And I I think for like Luffy. Uh, does he, he's he's not changed much by this film but I also my sense is and correct me if I'm wrong these films aren't meant to be advancing the overall narrative or transforming the characters is that correct
1: no they're not but Luffy's a flat character like arc wise in the manga in general arc Luffy's character progression is is very slow and it takes a long time to peel back what what made luffy luffy it's It's well over mm-hmm. it's over halfway into the run of the manga before we actually get Luffy's backstory. Um, so it takes a while.
0: <laughs> okay, when you say well over <laughs> halfway through the manga at this point, I'm like, okay, it's so like uh book fifty
1: <laughs> right, it's it's <laughs> around around chapter six hundred is where we actually start to get Luffy's backstory.
0: I mean what? What is what is this man keeping in his head, story wise? Oh my goodness. I,
1: I know. It's it's insane to me. Like the 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 amount of stuff and just the stuff that doesn't make it to the page that he answers questions about and just like he has an answer for everything is just wild to me.
0: Um okay. Uh... but like so, so Luffy has well, a flat I
1: mean... character arc, but Zed has a character arc in this movie because Luffy changes other people's worldviews. That's generally what he does as a character.
0: Yeah, uh, like who Zed is at the beginning is not like, like at the end. We see him actively saving his Neo Marines and also the pirates. And at the beginning, his sole purpose is destruction. So we've seen a complete transformation there. Right. He's still going to use violence uh, in both of these goals. <laughs> um, it's a shown in battle story. Yeah, in, bo- in both of these goals. Uh, but his goal does shift from complete destruction to saving. Uh, you know th- this particular group of people so yeah there is uh, he's the character that has uh, been transformed by the story that we've seen on screen
1: yeah and and that's like that's what Luffy does to people he encounters across all of One Piece his presence is restorative like Luffy is surprisingly emotionally intelligent despite being a uh, very stupid <laughs> most of the time he just <laughs> he just really understands like that people like when someone is, is feeling wrong to themselves or like when something is just off, like Luffy just knows and he's just always willing to help somebody. Uh, Even though like we get this line in this movie where he tells that little kid, that pirates aren't really heroes and Luffy doesn't consider himself a hero because Luffy is pretty selfish. It's just that Luffy's primary ideal is that everyone should be free to make their own decisions in their life. So absolutely any kind of hint of an oppressive force just sets Luffy off. He cannot deal with it. He will not abide anybody restricting anybody else's life.
0: Mm-hmm. And and uh, I, I guess another parallel I see with Luffy and um, Zed, at least initially. They're both driven by MacGuffins. Like, basically, we want to obtain this thing for Zed. It is the whatever the stones are. I can't remember the name. The Dino Stones. <laughs> the Dino Stones. But then for Luffy it becomes his hat. He just wants his hat back. Right. Uh, and Zed wants the, the you know, the Dino Stones. And that's uh, often, the you know, the initial hook for, for so many stories. That's why it's just called the MacGuffin. It doesn't really matter what it is. But hopefully you can use whatever it is that you've chosen to reveal something about the characters or their goals. And in, in the case of Zed, like we, we learned about his whole vision for, uh, he, for why he wants the destruction that he wants for Luffy. Um, it's implicit that this hat has a personal connection for him to uh, essentially like a, uh, the, the pirate who trained him. Is that right?
1: Well, his mental yeah, pirate, his mentor. he, he knew <laughs> Shanks for really in the story, a very short time, but he had a bit of impact on him as a kid and he gives him the straw hat. And is like, well, if you want to be a great pirate, you want to be king of the pirates, you hold on to my hat. Someone really important to me gave me this hat. When you've become a great pirate, come back and give it to me.
0: And so like re- reclaiming the the hat is uh I think it's it's in part like his goal to become the king of the pirates, but it's yeah. also the family bond with with his mentor, right? Uh yeah. you know, it's That's a it's a big part of it. For both of those simultaneously. Yeah because um, if it really was just going to be symbolic of becoming the Pirate King, he'd just go become the Pirate King anyway, <laughs> and, and he would have a, uh, obtain the same goal. Um, yeah. And I do, like like as far as moments in the film, like one of my favorite is after Luffy defeats Zed, and Zed says, like, finish me, and Luffy's like,
1: I just want my hat.
0: <laughs> like, I, I wasn't here to fight you. You
2: just had my hat.
1: <laughs> I never wanted to fight you so, in the first place, and then you took my hat. <laughs>
2: yeah, Luffy um, has a quality where he, he will fight only to the point where it is necessary. And then he he's like totally chill, right? He does not. Luffy doesn't carry any ill will towards any of his past villains. And mm-hmm. most of them are like quite happy to be aligned with him. So, so I, I told Norman about this at one point, sometimes I play a game with, with my kids. Um, We sometimes call it fight the dragon. Sometimes we call it brave warrior, but they have a, a foam shield and sword and I'm the dragon and my son who's three years old when he defeats the dragon he doesn't want to kill the dragon he defeats me and he says okay you're my friend now and that's it's like exactly what Luffy Luffy views that's (laughs) like he like has a fight he's like okay so we're done I got what I needed like I got my hat back or you're not oppressing people anymore next time I see you I'll just be like hey it's you we're friends now right
1: (laughs) Like, yeah. remember the, that
2: great fight we had?
1: Man, that was good. And this, happened, this happens with characters who are just not good people. But, like, Luffy just has this way of, like, making them trust him or roping them into things. And they go along with it because, like, this kid is just tenacious. And there's something about him that just makes me want to, like, try my hardest, too, even if our goals don't align. Well, and
2: and sometimes they are just like, well... Sticking with Luffy is going to be the best for me to get what I need, like breaking out of prison, like breaking if out, Luffy's of prison. Trying to break out of prison. I'm going to, I'm going to try to stick next to him. And so that's what happens with crocodile. He's like, well, this kid's getting out of prison. Like I'm going to stick with him and I'm going to do everything I can to help him. And I'm going to yeah. save his life because he's getting like, if I stick close to him, I'm going to get out of prison. Right. Yeah.
1: This kid's crazy. Um, he just gets what he wants. Cause he doesn't give up. <laughs> I'm going to follow him out of here. Last time he, he stopped me this- from nearly conquering an entire country. And, he, he, he ruling a part of the out world. beat the tar out of me. Out him. Him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, and, and talking about Luffy and his kind of like flatness, uh, as as you said, it, Norman, like he, he's just kind of stupid. Uh, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of depth there, but I think this film does take some time to say, like there's there's a reason we're telling this particular story. I, we definitely get it in Zed's arc, but also um, there's uh, something that feels a little counter to so much of like the hyperbolic absurdity of some of these characters. There's like a mournfulness to some like, like time is given to be sad about the violence that is happening yeah. to mourn people who have died, uh, in this story. And that like, like I, I wouldn't say there's a mournful tone to the story. The story is hyperbolic and absurd, but giving it those moments of a different flavor when you have like, um, who's the character that sings this song. Um,
1: uh, when uh, uh, is Kuzan it... is singing the song when Zed approaches,
0: yes, yeah, like, and that's
1: what is it like? One one
0: minute ninety seconds of film time is given to that uh, yeah. song itself. But it's kind of a haunting
1: song that I think is going to stick with me.
0: <laughs> Long it's really good
1: movie. It's really good. I I love that song. I think it's there's a lot of really good music in the One Piece anime, especially among the movies. And that that song has, is as good to me as anything that showed up in the canon part of the story um and i don't i don't know if oda wrote that song or not i'm sure that he actually wrote some of the stuff that's in this movie i would be surprised if he didn't he was he was an executive producer here and he was around for the whole production i don't think there's any way he didn't write some of this because it's so much of it feels so spot on uh but he has a real talent for writing song lyrics as part of his narratives so i wouldn't be surprised to find out that he actually wrote the lyrics to that song
0: yeah it, it like it's just this mourn mournful song <laughs> and in the face of so much violence that is present in this film and often violence that ends up feeling like the stakes were actually pretty low like everyone gets better <laughs> often uh yeah. in, in these sites at least the characters who have names uh that that we know uh and i'm sure for like longtime fans of the manga like you know all your core characters are getting out of this right so it's hard to make the stakes really present but to take the time to try and make you feel something uh, i think a it very just few the non-core enough.
1: characters die in one piece like no one ever dies in one piece that's a big joke it's like nobody dies
0: <laughs> there there is no concern here no <laughs> uh, for these but it, it does take the time to um change the emotional beats for it and that's what makes uh, a lot of ways i think the hyperbolic violence and everything more palatable that okay it's it's not just that yeah stop you gotta you gotta change it up
1: right and i think you you hit on it too because i think it's it's there in luffy but i don't think it's really highlighted is that luffy also like he really doesn't like violence he doesn't really he doesn't want to fight people he would rather just get along with everybody he doesn't he <laughs> hey, doesn't want to king, do this right <laughs>
0: right it like he's like he knows goal to be the pirate king though from From what what you're saying, it's not like he wants to rule people. He just wants to be the pirate king.
1: (laughs) Right. Like he he explains this to someone at one point in the manga. Um, Someone asks him why he wants to be king of the pirates. And he said, well, the king of the pirates is the freest person in the world. And I don't want anyone to be able to tell me what I can and can't do. I just want to be free. There's something I really like about that explanation (laughs) because.
0: There's an air of like power hunger to saying, I want to be king, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm right. going to... Like like an immature power hunger in a lot of ways uh, that's there. And from what I know of Luffy, having one read a couple of manga six years ago and watched this film, maturity is not his strong point. No, uh, They even joke about <laughs> it right at the like beginning. Shouting constantly, <laughs> to be shouting constantly, uh, you know, I want to be the Pirate King. That could feel like this weird power kick that someone's on. But to have that explanation that, well, no, I just... Wanna be the one at the top so no one is ordering me what to do. And implicit in that I think is, and also I want everyone else to be able to do what they want. Yeah. Uh that's a kind of that's a pretty cool motivation. Yeah, that's it. Like uh, I, all Luffy wants is people to be able to live <laughs> unbothered. Yes. That that is a great goal. Uh functionally, uh in, in even in the, the fictional world of One Piece. Not sure how that would that would pan out, but no, right. I, I like it as a stated goal.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, Norman, I've really enjoyed this so far. Is there anything you want to make sure we touch on before we wrap up our discussion of One Piece Film Z? Yeah,
1: th- there's just like there's just a couple like moments that I just kind of want to like also highlight cuz I think they're really funny. Like um when Zoro and Sanji start arguing with each other about how young they could be and still kick the other person's butt, I think that's really funny. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, And Luffy beating people up with this cartoonish piece of meat and then taking a bite afterwards because he's tired and, like, eating the whole thing. (laughs) It's just, like, really funny to me. Uh, And I really like um, the last, like, line that's spoken in this movie outside of the little flashback at the end where, like, uh, Kuzan is at that grave and he's just, like, he tells the other two to stop crying until his dying breath He held firm to his beliefs, and that's the coolest thing in the whole world. And then, like, we cut to that little flashback. And I love that. I love the way that this movie all, like, wraps itself up. And this this story with Zed and just, like, how we get these two people that, under different circumstances with Zed and Luffy, like, there's a lot of stuff that they would agree on. We just see how they butt heads when Zephyr is at his lowest. And it's, it's just mm-hmm. like really, and the final battle is like really moving to me that last stand while you hear all the Marines like singing the song in the background and stuff. It's just really good.
0: Yeah. There's a lot, uh, that I, that I liked, uh, about this movie. Um, and, uh, in doing the protagonist podcast, the times that we've ha- uh, talked about anime, which Norman, you've been on the majority of times <laughs> that we've talked about anime. It just makes me appreciate it more and more. Uh, and, uh, I, I think there's a strange, maybe unearned stigma. I mean, sometimes some of it is earned, like the leering views. Uh, yeah. Is part of the stigma uh, around, around mean like that's present in this. Uh, but there's also so much here that is just really well done storytelling, right? Like yeah. it's just a good story in a fascinating world, uh, like an absurd world, but that just makes enough sense
1: that it's cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> when, just, just imagine how much more it sense screen. it would make if you were following along from the beginning.
0: yes uh andrew is there
2: anything that you want to say about one piece Uh, no i I, i'm i
1: suspect that there will be
2: another chance to talk about one piece oh yeah i want to come back to talk about uh,
1: i want to come back to talk about robin's uh origin at some point with you guys because i think that joe would really like that too it's a good one
0: all right uh well we'll we will definitely do that. Uh and you are always a welcome guest. Uh Norman, I think that is gonna wrap up this episode. Thank you for joining us, listeners, for show notes and links to all the other great dueling genre shows. You can go to duelinggenre.com. Also please subscribe to the protagonist podcast in your podcast app of choice and please leave us a review. That really helps us out. We'd like to thank Scott Tofty, who composed our theme music. Norman, is there anything you would like to plug?
1: Uh as far as podcasts, uh no, but I've I've been in- encouraged by by others to mention that I have uh, my name on some published RPG books now uh, from Legendary Games that you can find at, uh, at drivethroughrpg.com and, and looking for Legendary Druids or for uh, Orphaned Bookworm Productions on the website. You can find a web store to buy some RPG books that I contributed to.
0: Oh, well, that is really cool. I am a neophyte when it comes to <laughs> that particular world, but I am dipping my toe in and learning more and more. Uh, so that, that's really exciting congratulations oh, thank you uh, thank you again for listening we'll be back next week to discuss another great character and a great story so long I'm going to start that all over.
2: Whew, okay. <laughs>